0: Hi everyone, and welcome to the Autonoetic Times. This podcast is essentially about what it's like to be a human during these times. According to Dr. Endel Tolving, a scientist emeritus at the Rotman Research Institute in Toronto, Canada, Autonoetic consciousness is loosely our ability to maintain our sense of self over time, in the sense that we can experience a sort of mental time travel from a first-person perspective. I'm Maria Arrieta and I'm working towards a specialized degree in cognitive neuropsychology at York University right here in Toronto, Canada.
1: And I'm Leah Batara, recent Carleton University alum with a Bachelor in Journalism. Our goal with this podcast is to encourage you to make meaningful connections with the news to bring into your own life and challenge your perspective. Full disclaimer, these are our personal opinions based on our experiences and interests. All of our references and links to contact us will be found in the description. If you are hard of hearing or don't have time to listen to the whole episode, please check out our blog on Medium where we summarize our podcasts in five minutes or less.
0: So for today's episode, we will be discussing the adapting brain on psychedelics. We're kind of just going to be looking at dreams and psychedelics in particular, whether dreams are similar to psychedelic
1: experiences, lucid dreams, bad trips, and all that kind of stuff. And to kick it off, we'll start with psychedelics and dreams. So one of the first studies I found was a 2017 study by Rainer Kraineman from the University of Zurich. And he led the study called dreams and psychedelics. And I can't even pronounce this word. Neurophenomenological. Neurophenomenological. Wow, (laughs) that is a tongue twister. Basically... He created this study to kind of find similarities and differences between psychedelic states and dream states at night. and, towards the end, he kind of implicates therapeutic applications of psychedelics, which is something we will get into either in the blog or in further episodes. So he compared different states such as the perception and mental imagery, emotion activation and fear memory extinction, cognition and the sense of self and body. Basically, he found that there were common features between these two states being on psychedelics and having dreams, especially between the mental imagery, perception, emotion activation, fear memory extinction, and sense of self and body. So in the chart, he kind of pointed out how some bad trips are very similar to like recurring nightmares in dreams. So I find that really, really interesting. Mm -hmm. I just want to mention
0: too, this is something that I think is discussed in other articles that we're looking at, but the problem with looking at these things, for example, whether psychedelics and dreaming are similar is, and I don't know if you read this in one of the articles, but the way that you frame the question in the study is really important to how the participants react and perceive things. So if you make that clear distinction at first between dreaming and psychedelic states, People are more likely to connect those two and to make those associations. So, like, it's a little bit tricky, right? Because you don't know if it's kind of a placebo effect or if they're actually comparing mm-hmm. it. So, I think that's something yeah, that we kind of also be
1: wary of when we're talking about. Yeah, these for things. sure. The- Link to this study is down below. I do understand that reading studies can get very dense and very, you know, hard to understand and like pull out that important information. So that I mean, we're in going to have it in the yeah,
0: blog too. So yeah, exactly. I feel like it'll be okay that way. But here's a little tip as somebody who reads studies all the time. The best thing to do when you're looking at a study and you want to understand what's going on, you can read the abstract and the discussion. Mm-hmm. The introduction yeah. might be helpful to get background information. But if you just want to know, like, what does this study say? You can read the abstract
1: and then just the discussion. You don't have to look at the methods, the results. You don't have to look at all that stuff. So Yeah. Little- and w- in my like science writing class, we when we were looking at studies, the last couple lines of the abstract or the introduction are super important because they kind of succinctly tie up what was going on and what the point of the um, study is. Also, the conclusions. Just really easy to kind of see what they took from that. So they did say in the Conclusion: There's a broad overlap between dreaming and psychedelic states. So to me, that's also a really vague description to put between like dreaming and psychedelic states because I feel like anyone can say that. The friends that I know that have tried some psychedelics have said that exactly like you're living a dream kind of thing and colors are vivid and things seem more like hazy and stuff like that the word trippy, I guess, goes with that.
0: I think it's also hard because dreams aren't necessarily established. And in these studies, they do emphasize that it's a qualitative Mm -hmm. aspect. And so it's hard to understand dreams and what they are and what they feel like or what they look like, because everybody has a different experience of dreams, you know, even just having some sort of mental illness changes your dreams mm-hmm. your environment changes your dreams if you know if you're blind you have different dreams if you're deaf you have to so it's yeah. it's very complex Subjective. and it's hard to make these associations but i mean it's still really yeah. interesting
1: oh yeah definitely so that idea of dreams and psychedelics kind of carries over to this 2018 study they literally went to two different sites one was for psychoactive substances and the other one was for dream reports. It's literally dreamjournal.net. It sounds like a blog, like the site. Obviously, I don't know that. It's but weird like. that it was put in, like, the
0: Frontiers of Neuroscience journal. Because it's like, like, they must have really made this completely bulletproof. Because they even say, like, oh, one of the limitations is that they can't confirm what the consumed substance or dosage was.
1: Yeah, I saw that. And I was like, and okay, then, so this then why other was study, it even a study?
0: Yeah, and then this other study was kind of talking about how
1: different substances produce different effects, which is obvious. Mm-hmm. That's weird anyways. Basically the study took about 20,000 first person articles from a website and those first person accounts kind of outlined effects of more than 100 psychoactive substances. So they weren't even able to identify if they were specifically psilocybin or LSD. It's just psychoactive substances and it's so vague. And then but they it's com- so weird they too, compared that. Why are
0: you relying on first person self reports? Yeah. Like for this kind of study, you should be, I know it's illegal because you can't really, it's it's hard to prescribe people psychoactive substances that are, are illegal mm-hmm. basically all over the world. But like, how are you going to rely on somebody posting on dreamjournal.net? Like, you know, that's so weird. Anyways. I know. I can't. It's but.
1: so weird. And <laughs> they don't even say how many first person accounts they got from dreamjournal.net. They only have one figure. And that was for the first website, arrowid.org, which is where they got the psychoactive experiences. And then the dreams stuff from dreamjournal.net there's no numbers
0: I think that that one it just seems very
1: okay if it's in the study then that's fine but it's weird to me that the information obtained to create the study was not obtained directly from the researchers like they didn't pull their own data even if it's like 100 people even if it's 10 people they didn't even get their own sample it's a sample from the web that and I don't mean to sound rude but maybe anyone can get this kind of information I don't know Again, I haven't read the actual study, but it seems like they're just comparing two different sites and they're going off of that.
0: Yeah, unless this dreamjournal.net was made for research purposes. I don't know. I personally wouldn't trust it. It says that they got over 200,000 dream reports and I'm on the website right now and they have ratings. So like cohesion,
1: lucidity, they have different things, but I still don't really think that this is do people identify themselves on that site? Do they no. say like, you know, when they had the dream, who they are, how old they are, maybe no. what their state of mind is? Okay, so that's no. weird to me too, because what if they have some kind of illness, whether it's mental or physical or some kind of trauma that happened recently? Or are they your regular nine to five working person? Or are they a student? Definitely. Or are they male, female? You know what I mean? It, do, there's they so have, many factors. do they have
0: some sort of mental illness that would influence the dreams? Like you can't just yeah. generalize people. And I understand it's a large database but it's just weird because it's literally like reddit i feel like i'm looking at reddit it's just random usernames Mm -hmm. with the date and then just people saying oh i dreamt of constructing spheres in my mind okay you know anyways
1: yeah how can that be trustworthy accounts how do you know that they're not making it up or exactly. that they wrote it maybe five hours after they woke up as opposed to right when they woke up because your memory can play with you you know yeah. as soon as you wake up you're not going to remember every single thing you had in the dream unless it was that lucid and like that's happened to me before but I write it down like immediately it's not like I wait mm-hmm. 10 hours later and I'm like wait a second maybe this happened and maybe that happened and so we don't yeah. know that based off of plus it's like
0: if your memory lies to you about things that you actually experienced imagine how much it would lie to you about about things that you didn't experience that you experienced when you were literally unconscious so it was just like yeah. I don't know. It's weird to me that they would do that. And like you said, there's always that saying that you forget 95% of your dreams the moment you wake up. So I think it's weird. Dream research is hard to do in general, but this approach, like they didn't even have people sleeping in the lab and then wake up and tell the dreams. Like they just got some random There's no control. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if I just went on Reddit and just did an entire research study based off Reddit posts.
1: I feel like it's interesting what they're trying to accomplish. The lead study author says that, yeah, the average law-abiding citizen in industrialized Western society would not know the psychedelic experience because it has been illegal and stuff. But he said that he would like people to realize that they know much more about the psychedelic state than they believe. And I find that interesting. I wish that there was more, I don't know, concrete evidence or the study was just like we said, more control to help people kind of understand that. I, I feel like we're kind of going off of his word and the words of other people as opposed to solid evidence.
0: I think that we have to kind of sympathize or empathize for them because it is hard. Like obviously, you can't go and just give twenty thousand people LSD and see how they react. Yeah, it's also hard to get twenty thousand people in a lab to sleep there and then give you their dream reports. So I I can empathize right. with their methods not being as well because of like the restrict that there are on these subjects. But I don't know, I just think it's, it's a good start. You know, it's a good way to start the literature and then hope that eventually in one day, it'll be easier to actually replicate these results in an actually Mm -hmm. valid format.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think it is a good start as well. But my issue is the fact that it's said to be a study. Mm -hmm. And like, it just seems like a research project as opposed to a study. Unless my definition of them is incorrect, but I don't know, I always thought study was gathering research and conclusions based on experiments that you yourself create or To have like controls and stuff over.
0: That's not necessarily what it has to be. This is a study. It's just not the best. By all cases of what they're doing here, it's not the best way to do it. Their methods are questionable, but I guess it's like they're just doing what they can with what they have. You don't have to have your own data. You can use data from other sources or you can have a review. Of course, like we discussed, there's a lot of barriers in studying these things, so... This is kind of, yeah, we can
1: definitely. Do. I mean, like, I'm not saying they should take 20,000 people and dose them or whatever, but <laughs> like I said, even if it's five people, 10 people, they start slow and start low and whatever, and just. At that kind of controlled environment and see, you know, if they sleep and compare them and whatever, because I feel like it's just taking two random websites. Like you said, it's like if I took people's opinions on like a Reddit thread on psychedelics and a Reddit thread on dreams and compared them, or even if I took a Reddit thread on, you know, what's happening in the States politically and then a Reddit thread on people who don't wear masks, and I'm like, okay, let's compare that. I don't know. It it just doesn't seem as strong or as relevant. Again, I have not read the full study, so I've just read the ar- these two articles based off the study, so I could be missing information there, but we will link that all below for you guys to make your own opinions as well.
0: But you know the articles... I have an issue with the articles too and I know you have an issue with the articles mm-hmm. and something that I really have an issue with in these articles is the fact that in this one on Psypost they say there is no permanent psychological trauma caused by use of yeah. psychedelics like LSD for yeah, example and that is so they quoted Taglioluchi yeah but that's not even first of all it's not in the article because I looked it up because I was like there's no way that a respected researcher is going to say
1: this so it's not in the article Ooh, so they're I mean, it's not in it. the article. It's not in the study? It's not in the study. Because that like was in the, the article.
0: In the actual research article that they're referencing, they don't talk about psychological trauma. Okay. Like, Taglia Zuki does not mention... That there is no psychological trauma. People do have re-experiencing of trips and most often this happens when it's a bad trip.
1: Yeah I saw that that was one of the things I highlighted and added to the doc because I was like seriously there's no permanent psychological trauma. I have no one personally that I know but I have friends of friends who have had schizophrenia diagnosed after a bad trip on psychedelics. Other mental illness diagnosed in them after they having a bad trip, even just taking it once or even taking it a few times, whatever. So I don't know what they, I don't know why they said that there's no permanent psychological trauma. I feel like that is very misleading and kind of wrong. So
0: yeah, because they are emphasizing that it's a safe drug, which it is. To most people, but that does not mean that there is no psychological trauma. Like you said, it can literally awaken uh, mental illness. I mean, marijuana Mm -hmm. can do this too. In terms of schizophrenia, people who have more marijuana use and have genetic risk for schizophrenia are more likely to develop it earlier. So it's you know every any drug that you're taking is going to be dangerous and will have risks. But in terms of what they're saying here, I just have a huge problem with that because in the DSM five, which is the psychological manual for diagnosing criteria they literally mention that there is something called hallucinogen persisting perception disorder which is basically flashbacks of your trip and this happens because when it comes to these psychedelics like lsd for example it actually binds permanently with your neural receptors which means that at any point in time you may have lsd released into your body by this binding that occurred when you were in your 20s and you could be you know you could literally be 57 and just have a random bad trip flashback and the danger of this is that if it occurred enough to the point where you are going to be diagnosed with it then it could happen when you're driving or it could happen when you're i don't know like it could happen at any time and Mm -hmm. it causes extreme trauma because obviously imagine just being on a drive and all of a sudden you just have a bad trip and you're not even taking
1: anything yeah exactly so i think it's really dangerous and i think that's a really bold statement to claim in an article especially when you said you didn't find it in the actual study so Yeah, I mean, just look at the websites that they got this information from in both cases. So in both of these websites, like, are they even that? trustworthy to begin with. Yeah, the Brandon Spine Institute of Paris like may have funded or helped fund this research, but that doesn't mean that the information that they got that research is actually that trustworthy. There should be a lot of questions and, um, you know, not taking everything at face value when approaching these kinds of things. I mean, something that maybe we can go into in another episode or something is,
0: I wonder if when you take psychedelic substances do your dreams then change because yeah I personally have never I've never taken any psychedelic or psychoactive substance so I don't know Mm -hmm. what the perceptual experience of that is but I wonder once you do know does that unlock the ability to see that again in your dreams could you trip while you're dreaming because you know what it looks like. I don't know if there's any literature on this, but I think that's an interesting question. I doubt it.
1: That is an interesting question. It's interesting
0: too, because I don't know if you heard about Google AI and how they tried to make them dream. Um, No, I haven't. So basically Google has this AI and they wanted to see how they could simulate dreams in them. And what they did is they designed an engine to mimic the brain while dreaming and it actually if you look at the link it's the dream simulation from the ai i'm watching the video oh yeah it looks a lot like what the classic acid trip or lsd trip would look like and so it's interesting to think about it because you know how come this perception of reality or this perception of dreams is very psychedelic you know there's some people that have these conspiracy theories that when you're tripping on a psychedelic that's the way the real world looks and thinking that you know they're illegal because we're not supposed to see reality yeah so i there's think this is interesting conspiracies that like that it's really weird i'm gonna link down below some other stuff
1: like there's like Deep dream generator there's a lot of different things and it's really interesting to look at it it is it's very the beatles lucy in the sky of diamonds like John Lennon said he talks about kaleidoscope kind of colors and skies and that's very much what I'm getting from this Google AI kind of simulation thing it's really
0: similar and like something that I also think we should discuss later is that there are different ways to experience a trip without drugs and like the first and foremost way that people usually do this is through some sort of transcendental meditation as well as sensory deprivation chambers Yeah, and these things basically cause you to perceive hallucinogenic effects and it's without any drugs and so it's really interesting to i mean i linked down below as well the article that's talking about this but there's also something talking about how virtual reality could start replacing the psychedelic trip which i i don't think that it will because i feel like part of the psychedelic trip is also the mental dissociative aspect of whoa what is real what is going on if you know that you're using virtual reality software you know that it's not real true it yeah, might take but i guess away. it would just
1: be more of like that physical yeah kind of imagery Getting that kind of down. Yeah. That is also the really iffy part. It's the mental part of it because, like we said, it could trigger or awaken different mental illnesses that may have been dormant or wouldn't have come out till later. And that's always, I think, one of the harder things. And I've seen on like Instagram and stuff, those mini videos where it's like, Oh, look at this or watch this video for however long and then look around you and everything's wavy and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to mislabel it or anything, but like I don't know if that's kind of hypnosis or if it's just some kind of optical illusion that you're just kind of seeing like the after images. I don't know. I've seen videos like that on Instagram and you kind of look around and everything else is wavy and you're like, whoa, that's cool. And then it stops after five seconds. So
0: yeah, it's actually called the after image effect. And it's basically it happens because when you have, for example, let's say the classical hypnosis, white and black circles doing the thing, the photochemical activity in your retina, when you move away from that after you've been looking at for some time, it actually continues. It kind of lingers. And so when you're looking away it starts lingering and then slowly it'll start fading yeah i mean it's it's definitely really interesting and there's like this is just the first episode of the series and i really interested to see where
1: it could go yeah, like Maria said, we do want to keep this topic going in this series, talking about just the effects of psychedelics and other aspects. So we want to talk about music as well and how that kind of affects visuals and also listening to it when you're on some kind of psychedelic. In terms of my favorite things,
0: consciousness is my favorite thing. And so I think that mm. we could definitely do an episode on meditation and consciousness and psychedelics and yeah. transcendental experiences and all that stuff and how they all tie in and what What's going on in your brain when these things are happening? Like out of body experiences, lucid dreaming, all these things are very mysterious to us they're very complex and we don't really know where they come from or why they happen so i think that we have a lot of different things we want to discuss in this and if you have done psychedelics at any point and you would like to come on as a guest even if it's just anonymously please let us know we are back to recording over the phone so it shouldn't be too hard to record with a guest but yeah just let us know know. there's
1: a lot of implications when it comes to psychedelics you know there's a lot of different emotions around it like people are scared of it or people like it or people see it as like a kind of spiritual experience there are even studies and tests going on right now that are kind of linking microdosing psychedelics Mm -hmm. to helping with curing mental illness and putting people in like a better state of mind. So I think that's also really, really interesting.
0: We're not trying to encourage people to do psychedelics. Like, please don't think that that's what we're doing. We're just giving kind of an objective and, and we're giving our opinions and stuff about what psychedelics are and what they do and how they're interesting. But definitely don't just go and do it without doing your research first but yeah I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and our next episodes are going to be really interesting I'm really looking forward to it you can check out the links down below because a lot of these things are visual so it might help to actually have a
1: visual picture of it yeah we'll post some stuff on our story too
0: yeah we can post like youtube videos or just things that might look trippy or you know we'll post the google ai dream landscape and all that stuff too So that's this week's episode on psychedelics and dreams, part of our psychedelic series. Please make sure to check
1: out our blog and follow us on social media for updates on our upcoming episodes. Feel free to reach out to us for feedback or questions on our social media, which may be featured in future episodes. All links, including this episode's references, are provided in the description. I'm Maria Riera. And I'm Leia Batara. And this has been the Autonoetic Times. Thank you for joining us and remember to
0: stay connected to yourself and those around you.